Nick's watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nick's is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nick's and Grace. Welcome to There's No Place Like Terra, Stargate First Watch Rewatch Podcast. I am Nixie. And I'm Grace, and today we are going over Season 2, Episode 20, Show and Tell, um, a.k.a. Weird Kid Who Should Have Played Avatar. That's all I got. <laughs> I just kept looking at him thinking he looks like Aang. Yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> Mostly because I've been watching the TV show Avatar like crazy. <laughs> uh, boyfriend Jesse will not let me watch the movie. He's like, don't do this to yourself. Don't um, watch it. Here's a problem. I think the first introduction, like I knew about Avatar, but I okay. didn't watch Avatar. And so the first thing I watched of Avatar while on vacation <laughs> oh, because no. it was one of the like three DVDs <laughs> at the house we were staying oh, gotcha. at was Avatar, the film. And that- I remember watching this going... What? what is this garbage? What the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck's yeah. going on? Well, I say you erase that from your memory and watch the show. And yeah. even who hasn't seen it, watch the show. It's yeah. great. I'm clearly a waterbender. That's all. <laughs> I don't know what I would be, clearly. <laughs> because uh, I was also not I'm gonna go... 100% sober while watching the film. <laughs> we were gonna, on vacation. It started at 10 o'clock at night. I'm airbender, just based on what I know. Okay. Because you're not a firebender. You could be an earthbender. But probably air. Okay. Just because they seem... Earthbenders are are, str- are strong and stubborn. I don't know that you're so stubborn as huh. as, as intellectual, but there's... there. Yeah, you could be I tough. I have some stubborn. Maybe you could be tough. You are wearing green today. Maybe you're an earthbender. I am wearing green today, actually. <laughs> nice. Um, all righty. Okay, that's it for our Avatar segment. <laughs> I'm just nodding and going along. So, no um, so this first um, um, show and tell first aired on January 27th, 1999, written by Jonathan Glasner, a name we know, and directed by Peter Dunn. Yeah. Um, this is the episode where he makes his first cameo. Okay. Um, and he and I'll I'll point to it when it comes out, but he he just kind of like he he's an airman in, in before in the in the cold open and just kind of stares at him confused. Nice. Um but first, before we really get into this, I have to remedy something. Okay. From from last week. Now right. I've been I I was waiting because I was going to do this big thing for you, Grace, oh, no. of like when this because there's a count that okay. those of us who have seen it have been waiting for this new specific count to happen. Oh my! Um, but I will say that I forgot that the first time that this is said is not as grandiose and as obvious as it is normally. Okay. Um, but. Teal'c has a catchphrase oh, that okay. started in last episode. Okay. Now, he said this word in a sentence before, but this was the first time he said the word as a sentence was in last episode. Okay. From the rest of the time, the new count is whenever Teal'c goes, indeed. Oh! Yeah. This becomes like an, uh, like, I think more often than for crying out loud. Oh, wow. Okay. Like, I like this. And it's, it's Tilk using indeed as a sentence. I feel like he does like he should every time he does it do like the, like the hands clasp together. Yeah. Indeed. Or just but, look directly at the camera. Yeah. yeah. With an eyebrow. <laughs> I like it. I'm going to um, keep in touch with that so one. So he, he said it last week and I remember catching it when we first watched it together. And then in my making of the notes and rewatching it, I was so focused on the things Dang I missed. It. I'm um, sorry that I missed it. <laughs> but because he, he, he used it as a sentence, like, with a period, you could tell. But it. he continued talking after it, which is why I think I missed it in the rewatch. I see. I um, see but it's when, um, after Teal comes back through the Stargate in pain. Okay. Yes. Um, and Daniel's talking that if he saw the plants grow, and he goes, indeed. I saw, <laughs> I saw several of them rise. Yes. So he uses he does continue, but there's definitely well, like now a I period can keep afterwards. an eye out. For yes, it. he does and not say in this episode. Yeah, okay. But trust me, uh, it's gonna come to the fact that oh, you will notice it. I did. I did like notice for crying out loud this week. A couple of for crying out loud. Yes, and not all by uh, <laughs> not by all Jack. by Jack. Yeah, and that was what I did. I was like, make note of that. I I did good. I remembered it. Yes. Anyway, <laughs> um, so the the one sort of guest star. Well, there's there's Jacob Carter, but yes, we we, we he's just a standard at this point. Um, Carter Dad, as I like to call him. Yes, Carter Dad. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jeff Gulka, 
Um, okay. He plays Charlie, and I know him most, and I think a lot of people may know him most, as Gibson Praise from X-Files. Ooh. He was the, che- the the chess prodigy who could, like, read people's minds. He had some alien DNA in him. Right on. And it was, it was like, right before or after this. Like, it's the same time period. So he's basically our go-to sci-fi kid. Pretty much, what yeah. I'm thinking? Okay. yeah. If you need a, a sci-fi kid who like looks like there's he like he's too smart for his being and yeah. there's something up with him, then yeah, he's the kid. Where is he now? I wonder. I would he's, love. I a... think still acting. I'm oh, pretty right sure he's on. still acting, but I think it's like smaller. Where are stuff. you, sci-fi kid? <laughs> <laughs> we must find you. Um, and so the, you know, we come to learn the Ritu. Yes. Um, and mother who that's just the name we have for her, (laughs) came through the Stargate, which we learn later with Tonane and Spirits. Yes. To learn about them, and that's where she decided that Jack was the only honorable person among them. Yes. Because we had commenting in Spirits how, like, Hammond was, like, being questionable with his morals, and the government was, and all this kind of stuff. And so... Jack wasn't in that episode a ton, but we even made the comment then that Jack's the one person going, hold up, wait a minute. I <laughs> almost continued here. I yeah. almost continued quoting in the heights. That um but some boo. I now I started going into like a chair leading thing. <laughs> wait a no. minute. Was leaving us for the Dominic Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I was going to put some boom in it, and then we were going to fire it up, and then uh, all these cheerleading things that I know that I shouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know cheerleading, but I know the men on Miranda. Uh, and so, this is a clear reflection into our personalities. <laughs> I'm not drunk. Uh, well, drunk on coffee and caffeine. So we start the episode with two random people chilling out on the gate ramp. Just... Oh chatting, yep. casually waving something. I'm pretty sure they're flirting or something yeah, here. Yeah, that's how that works. Because, yeah. <laughs> and then an incoming traveler, we're not sure who it is, uh, the weapons come out, lots of them, uh, Hammond and the team gathers the control room, the iris starts opening on its own, mm-hmm. so non Mulcher closes it, but it opens again. Yeah. It's like the computer's overriding it. It's like, it. no, no, stop doing that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's so, got a mind of its own. So then a pair of feet walk through the gate. Yeah. And it's a human Ewok. Yeah, I, I remember we start at the feet and we pan up and yeah. I go, it's a Muppet. It's a Muppet? <laughs> Some sort of Muppety clothing close. is happening. It's a human Ewok. Yeah. Like, that yeah. is as close to Ewok. Like, that's the best yeah. Ewok cosplay. Yeah, yeah. It's, that like, I've it's seen. like Ewok bounding. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the Disney bounding, yeah. but with Ewok play. I yeah, like yeah, yeah. it. I'm a fan. Um, so he looks warm and cozy. He does. <laughs> so he looks over to one of the, like, turret guns. I don't know what kind of gun it is. Uh, but it's like shield, you know, yeah. type thing. And um, a very confused Peter Deloise peeks his head out, looks at him going, I don't know what's going on. And then go and puts his head back behind yeah. him. Yeah. This is me making a cameo. Yep. Going back. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Sam goes to search the kid uh, since she has the her special, special ghoul neck. With senses. Yes, yeah. She does not do a very thorough pretense search of him. Yeah, no. She's she's very uncomfortable. I still love this. I love that Sam's slightly uncomfortable around yeah, kids. Yeah. Even though they yes, they throw her up there first under the pretense of you you have Joel and yes. R, you can do this, but also because you're a woman <laughs> yeah. and it's probably more comfortable for a kid to come up to a woman. And Janet is not here. So. Yeah, so go up there and she's like, I don't know how to girl at this. Well, it's also she was like, I clearly just have to touch your head to sense Nakoda yeah. so I'm just gonna do this half-assed search of you as yeah. a cover. It's kind of like, I don't know, I, I grew up Catholic so it's like at the end of the day when the priest is oh. sending everybody home yeah, yeah, yeah. and he kind of just half-asses like, yeah. okay, Okay, right, I'm go. done. I'm tired. Yeah, just get out of here. With you. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, leave. Father said Holy Ghost. Yep, got yep. him. Got him all. I need to go watch football. Can yeah. you guys go? It's, it's, it's Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. The football season's about to start. Gone. Everybody get out. Hey, my my priest, during football, he was a huge football fan. His his homilies were like heavily influenced by football, and nice. I'm not kidding you. He would go on awesome. about the Minnesota Vikings in the middle of his homily. I love it. Yeah. So, so she did a um a um a, a Sunday football priest <laughs> version of checking for 
That's his sure. name now, Sunday Football Priest. <laughs> um, but he, he doesn't have any Naquita or a ghoul in him, but he's here to warn them. Cue the dramatic music. Dun, dun, and, dun. And credits. Credits roll here. So when we come back, he's in the infirmary, and Janet's pretty sure he pretty sure he's human. <laughs> I love that only in in the SGC would you have to be. I think he's human. Yeah, I love that. Poor Janet. The thing she's gone through now, she's like, <laughs> I don't even fucking know anymore. She's like, first there was these things with stuff in their ribcage and their heart. I, was it a heart? I still like. I feel yeah. like she must have a therapist she goes to, and then. And then, like, her fucked up feelings were transferred to this poor other yeah, woman. And yeah. she's like, "I let's go have drinks. Yeah. Let's be done. Yeah. I need a hug. I'll tell you this over drinks. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he's weak and malnourished. Uh, and, you know, we make the comment here about how we have a great history of kids coming through the gate. Yeah. With bobs <laughs> in their chest, with yeah. biohazards in their teeth. Hey, another kid. Yeah. Um, but the kid knows Jack's name, though, because mother told him. Yeah. Who's apparently there in the room. Yeah. And told him only to talk to Jack. I, I, I love uh, Jack's reference to mother. That I think the way he says mother yeah. is very Anthony Perkins is psycho-y. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's very, like, oh, mother. Mother is oh, here. Yeah. Oh, I gotcha. Mom, yeah. Somebody check the showers yeah. <laughs> for bodies. Um, Jack, or a mother apparently, um, like, said that Jack is the only one to trust because she's been there watching for weeks and came through with Tonane. And yeah. based on the action still there, Mother said that Jack is the only honorable one among them. <laughs> mother says. Mother said. <laughs> mother said. Mother yeah. said. Um, so every day, everyone leaves so Jack can have a little chat with the kid. Mm-hmm. The boy doesn't have a name. Um, no. Mom just calls him son. Yeah, well. Rather descriptive. Yeah. Um, but Mother does know that Jack had a son. Cute touching music. Yeah. You saw. Yeah. It's like in Scrubs. Dramatic scrub- look in Jack's eyes. The, the music cue is like in Scrubs where it's the. <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of Scrubs. I'm just going to let you go because this is Scrubs is not my idea. Scrubs is someone else in the house obsessed with Scrubs. I'm sure it's not a bartender we know by the name of Nick or anything. puts it on often. There's a couple times that even JD is like, do you ever hear this music playing when we have this touching moment? It kind of goes like this. Anyway, um, and if it were up to me, the only thing that would ever play in our house is Gilmore Girls. But that is not allowed. Scrubs and How I Met Your Mother are bartender Nick's Gilmore Girls. Nice. Um, But anyways, Jack's son is named Charlie, and the boy asks if he can be called Charlie, and I want Jack to go, no, that's my son's name. Yeah, yeah. You can't have it. But he says, sure, uh, if that's what he wants. With, like, this pained look on his face. Yeah, and then they shake hands, introducing themselves. You can call me Charlie. Well, you can call me Jack. Yeah. Um, Let's all love each other now. Just kidding. So, Charlie is from Retalia, which is nice and most of the Ritu there unfortunately were destroyed by the Gould and that's why Charlie's here uh, there's apparently a band of Ritu rebels intent on eliminating Earth yeah this is a good thing and I just want to mark here that the we both commented the makeup job yes. on Charlie is fantastic it is so um, it is defined it is um Subtle, it's the vein work. This just, like, just is perfect, like light vein work. Like, there's something slightly weird with this kid. Yeah, it's not like let me give you some weird, crazy gold dust and a thing in your forehead. <laughs> um, that is teal. <laughs> It's, like, very subtle, like, slightly different. Like, someone was really trying to get the human thing right. The gold dust is mostly faded out at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still like to poke fun at it. Yeah, the gold (laughs) dust. Um, But, no, the makeup job, A A plus. Divine. A plus. Divine. Uh, So, in the briefing room. It's like a meringue. (laughs) <laughs> it's perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it is a meringue of a makeup job. <laughs> yes, and now I want meringue. <laughs> so in the briefing room, Sam's explains that the iris was acting as if some it was being controlled by another keyboard somewhere, and they're looking into that. Yeah. Uh, and Jack says that the kid survived. <laughs> Someone was remoting into his computer, <laughs> which is something that uh, I found is really fun to do. <laughs> There's one guy at work who can remote into all our computers, but then he gave me access to one, so I'm like, I'll show you what this is like. Oh, look at your mouth move. Look at your mouth move. You like that, don't you, Dan? My my old uh, my old IT person would remote into my computer, and 
and neglect to tell me when he is going to remote into yeah. my computer. Yeah, yeah that's fine. I think they do that on purpose. I'm pretty sure. Done. Anyway. Um, so Jack tells, says that the kid survived a Gould massacre, and Janet's like, well, that makes sense, that, that mom is a natural psychological defense mechanism. Sure. That her spirit is still here. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, you know, doesn't explain how he knows about Tonane no. or Jack's kid. Yeah. So maybe he's psychic? Yeah, there's, there's more going on here. They're not, and they're also not really sure what to make with this whole Ritu's rebel attacking them either. So for now, they're just going to figure out how reliable the kid is, and Hammond wants Teal to go with Jack to visit Charlie, mm. which is sure going to end well. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Uh, as soon as Teal comes in the room, Charlie Let's see, freaks scared out. Scared kid. Let's give the big, giant, scary, non-human man in the room. Well, it's, <laughs> it's also, he just told you that Gould right. attacked his planet. Yeah. Now, I can only imagine that they're going like, yeah, the Gould attacked the planet, but he understands. I guess he hasn't seen Teal'c yet, but I guess you're hoping that he understands that, hey, if we allow this guy on the base, he's probably a good guy. Sure. The, yeah, you're asking a lot of this kid. I know. But sure. Okay. Uh, but anyways, Charlie freaks out, uh, and Jack's like, you get that a lot, do you? Yeah. <laughs> um, and Jack would, does what he can to calm Charlie. He's not really convinced at all, though. Um, and this, we cut back to Teal'c once or twice, and I can see something past Teal'c's face. I mean, it's, you can't, no matter how strong you are emotionally stuff, you can't keep, like, hearing and experiencing this yeah. kind of stuff without it starting to get to you a little bit. Yeah, at some point being called circus freak yeah. every day exactly. must get to you. Even if it's not your friends calling you circus freak, if the rest of the world is calling you yeah, circus freak. Yeah, so it's, you start to feel like a circus freak. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and we get it for crying out loud. Uh, and Jack <laughs> talks to mom that if you can trust me, you can trust my team. Mm-hmm. Um, and Teal, blah, blah, blah. But Charlie goes, she's she's over there. Yeah, she's not she's over, over there. Here. It's like talking, yeah. It's like when there's an imaginary friend in the room yep. and you're like, oh, I don't want to sit on your imaginary friend. It's like, bro, it's not even sitting right there. Yeah, she, he's over here. Yeah. He's on the other chair. My imaginary friend is now floating and it's like, you're an <laughs> asshole kid. You're an yeah. asshole yep. kid. Yep. The end. Yeah. Uh, but mom's suddenly cool with it. Um... <laughs> And I just, can I say that this scene starts off with, like, Janet, I don't know if she's drawing blood or putting an <laughs> IV in or something, but mm-hmm. you get this, now that didn't hurt, did it? And the yeah. look on Charlie's face is like, fuck yeah, that hurt. Fuck that hurt. That yeah. hurt a lot. Yeah. You hurt. You do it. Why? Yeah. Why do you hurt me? Yeah, that was, uh, I remember being a kid and, and being in hospitals a lot and, and, and uh, nurses being like, this isn't going to hurt. It's like, yeah, it is. Yeah. Don't lie to me. Just tell me it's going to hurt. I remember I did have one favorite nurse who was this big dude. I think he was Hawaiian or Samoan. Uh-huh. He was that, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. that big, large man type. And he's like, here, you can do it to me first and then I will do it to you. And he would let me give him insulin. Wow. And, now, <laughs> and he's like, okay, now I give you insulin. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing, but I will never forget this man. And he made me feel safer about taking it. That's insulin. awesome. Yeah. First um, human being I ever gave a shot to. I love people like that. <laughs> yeah. um, so, uh, and, and this time, so it's Teal'c is allowed, I guess, into yeah. the room. Comes over to the room to tr- and he greets Maybe Charlie. Maybe that's what Tilk should have done. He'd be like, just give me some. Yeah. Done. Yeah, just, just <laughs> can, why don't you come over? You hit me as hard as you can. Yeah, and I'm not going to feel it because I'm Tilk. Well, it's and like, we'll be okay. Jack punched him in the face and it did nothing. Yeah. So this kid can come over and just, you know. Just wail on him. Exactly. <laughs> no big deal. Um, but Tilk walks in the room and greets Charlie and he, he you know, bows. Yeah. And as he comes up from his bow, he go, he bows with this nice, like, actually friendly teal sure. grin and when he comes bags up he has like death stare on his face yeah the scary teal face <laughs> and it's like that's not a friendly look no but we learned he there's a reason yep. for that uh and he he gets kind of agitated and he has to excuse himself uh jack follows him into the hallway and teal says that junior was way unhappy and agitated yeah. in that room he's yeah. never had a symbiote so disturbed before i like it now junior to like having kaylee in the room yeah like <laughs> Like, you just kind of like, okay, something's not right. Something's not right. She's freaking out. She's freaking out. Okay. And and that's kind of how he talks about Junior now. Can I can I just, speaking of that's not right, have to say that when 4th of July is on a Monday, so you have an entire weekend of fireworks, including yeah. them going off outside during the daytime right now. Yeah. When you have a dog that is not fond of fireworks or thunder, it is not pleasant. Yeah. Hey, public service announcement. If if you are somewhere where there's still fireworks happening, yeah. uh, because I know they have 
happen for like weeks after the uh, forest. Yeah. Uh, keep your dog safe. Uh, I hope that all your dogs are okay. Keep them safe. Also, indoors. dogs and, and as a P- them. PSA, also, you know, if you're going to be setting fireworks off, realize that you probably within the radius of you setting off fireworks is probably a uh, a soldier or airman or someone who has PTSD who's yeah. probably freaking out as much as my dog right now. Yeah. So let's be kind. Be kind. To our neighbors. Should at least do them. If, if you're going to do them, do you hear other people doing them outside? Okay, everyone get them over at once. Yeah. And don't just continue them for Yeah. Or if you know someone, if you're friendly with someone who's around, and be like, hey, this is when we're doing it. Yeah. Uh, these are fireworks that are happening. Yes. <laughs> okay. So PS, PSA, PSA is over. done. <laughs> Anyways. Um, but it looks like something is up with this kid. Yep. His spidey senses are tingling. Yeah. Uh, and they both agree. <laughs> it was like, be careful on the kid. And Jack's like, no shit, Sherlock. Senses? No shit, Sherlock. <laughs> yeah. Symbiote senses? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Symbi senses. <laughs> My Symbi senses are Okay, that's just going to go into Simba senses. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're done. Okay. Well, let's back on track. Um, and they both, you know, are like, well, the ghouls have used kids as weapons before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Jana comes out at this point, too, into the hallway. It's a hallway party. And yeah. says that, look, he's no threat as far as I can see, but he's in serious medical condition. He right. has some serious medical issues. Like, it's like Mother Nature and put him together in a hurry and got everything a bit wrong. Yeah. Without oh. some major help, he's not going to live much longer. He's not going to get older, and it's beyond what any of her medicine or Basically, any of her Basically, everything's to do. failing. This kid's fucked up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, one more thing. They did do a CAT scan, mm-hmm. and his reticular formation is twice the size as normal. Uh, and she's like, that's the part that determines alertness, perception of things. Maybe it's how he knew Jack had a kid. Mm. Uh, Janet's a skeptic about ESP, but... And she just kind of walks away. Yeah, I think after working at this job, yeah. anything that you've been skeptical of, you're like, all out the window. Listen, shit may happen. A fucking everything is possible. Exactly. <laughs> so, the reticular formation, science science time now. Yeah. Um, the reticular formation is never would be as big as it is on that brain scan. Okay. Uh, it's not <laughs> a large part. It's the generic name for apparently like a set of nuclei throughout the brainstem. Okay. So it's not even one Section. specific part. It's gotcha. this whole set of connections. But it regulates, um, among other, th- it regulates a number of things. One of them is sort of, of like automatic muscle control, like balance and posture. Okay. Uh, and it's also the automatic cardiovascular control. Interesting. It helps control, it somewhat helps control pain because it basically is, it, the pain sensors, are, I think, like run through it, so okay. it can control. It can block some of the spinal cord like transmissions of some pain signals okay, so to pain stop receptors. from reaching the brain. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. So it's it's I to me it sounds like that's one of the like oh if you have an injury in your foot but then you injure the other foot worse and so your foot foot stops hurting. Yeah. It's like diverting the pain sensors yeah, it's, to it's the, the one that prioritizes yeah. what pain matters. Basically. Yeah. Gotcha. Um. It also helps control states of alertness, like sleep and consciousness, unconsciousness yeah. and stuff like that. And apparently, uh, if you get, it makes sense, I guess, from everything we've we've heard, if you get uh, an injury here, you could just, it's irreversible coma a lot Yikes. of times. Yeah. Um, and it also helps you, I thought this was cool, it also helps you regulate, ignore repetitive, meaningless stimuli. Like, ah. uh, if you're in a big city, like, it'll help you ignore that constant sound of traffic at so night. So, basically, this part of the brain would have come in really handy last episode and yes. helped us ignore that other sound wave that was making yes. everybody cranky and irritable. Yes. Done. Like, after a while, it would help unless that just over uh, is too strong for it yeah, to yeah, yeah. But, you know, when you when you live next to a train and the train goes by. Yeah. Like, yeah, we yeah. live next to a, um, we live next to a firehouse. Oh, gotcha. And so when, whenever someone new comes by, they point out that they always hear the firehouse, and we oh. at this point don't hear the fire truck. I don't even know getting. that I hear the fire truck exactly. anymore. Nice. This is awesome. My so, brain is working. Yes. <laughs> so back in the infirmary, Charlie explains it's not the Ritu that want to attack, it's a rebel faction mm. of the Ritu. Uh, and they want to attack us because the ghoul attacked them, which makes that total sense. fair, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mother is feeding information to Charlie and he repeats it, so he has this great, like, pause and look and then say something. It's like, a, yeah, it's like watching an interpreter go. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun times. Um, and so the, the Ritu think that the only way 
to um well the at least the rebels mm-hmm. think that the only way to destroy the gould is through attrition yeah which Janet explains that it's the gradual diminution of strength by numbers and yeah. like he's like no jack's like i know what it means context yeah Looking yeah context. i love that i love that daniel's like oh i know what this word means it's like look we're not playing jeopardy here yeah. we're asking what does this hold for us exactly. now in the future good job daniel get um, out of here and sam realizes <laughs> that they want the, the rebels just want to kill all the possible hosts mm-hmm. um and then the gould will die out because that no seems like a hosts. great approach except not, <laughs> not at, all. at all no so, which is insane. There's billions, like billion, billions and billions. <laughs> um, anybody gets that reference? A plus. Um, people, I don't get it. but don't share. No. Okay, <laughs> that is a that is for some of you who who are you know have some of the same interests as me. Um, people in the galaxy that could be hosts, uh, not all of them are human. So Mother agrees, as does the Reed Two Central Authority, that that's a batshit plan, which is why Charlie was sent to warn them. Okay. Um, Charlie, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So basically, mother's like, help us. There's a bunch of crazies on our planet. Exactly. Okay, bunch yeah. of crazies coming to kill you. Yeah. Um, Charlie is is human, so but mothers are Ritu, which is why they can't see her. Yeah. So mother's real, um, and Charlie can see her because he's special. Quotation marks. Uh huh. Special. Well, that's what every mother tells her kid, I know. right? That's yeah. weird. You're special, You're and special. all the other kids are jealous. Yep. Let's stop doing that. That's not always the case. Sometimes you just have to say kids are jerks yeah. and don't like things that are different. Exactly. You're different. Embrace it. So she was, and so special, you mean? Different yeah, than being special. special? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. She created, uh, mother created him to be an intermediary with accelerated growth, which is probably why he's put together backwards and he's sick. <laughs> so. Yikes. Hammond uh, asked if there could be something here that they can't see. Sam says, in theory, yes, um, but matter exists in both, because matter exists in both particles and waves, and if the Ritu's waves are 180 degrees out of phase down to the subatomic level, their light and sound waves would be undetectable. I'm going to get into some of that in a second. Okay. The other part of this, it sounds like your take, they took some things and made it sci-fi okay. version, um, but not entirely. Um, so... But I'm going to get to invisibility in a second. Gotcha. Um, so there, if there is an invisible Ritu here, she could have controlled the iris. Um, she could have just controlled the keyboard because apparently, even though she is uh, 180 degrees out of phase, she can still control shit in our phase. Okay. Which, no. Wow. Um, they continue to discuss the possibilities and mom is getting impatient at their narrow-mindedness and she just shoots <laughs> the computer screen with a blue orb and shuts everyone up. Well, that's that's how you do stuff. Yeah. Yes. Um, um, I... I love that you're going to get into the science of this because my notes are limited to Sam confirms invisible lady possibility because opposite. (laughs) And then I moved on. (laughs) So I'm going to kind of touch on what he said, but so when Sam says that matter is both a particle and a wave. Okay. um, She like the, she's not talking about sort of us, the matter sitting here. Okay. Matter as in the tactile right, stuff. Right, matter. Um, but, like, quantum matter, electrons, things like that. Okay. So, okay. Um, which essentially is everything that you are, yes. But? But we're, it's sort of in motion and... and okay. Whatever. But... So, so may, are we, like, matter in application versus... Sure. Like we're an application of yes, matter. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got it. Um. So there's a there is a well known double slit experiment. Okay. Um. That shows that particles can exist in both states as waves and add particles. Okay. So particles have volume. They have mass. They're like tiny, minute fragments of matter. Okay. Um. And sometimes, sometimes you can see them as the nice picture on Wikipedia told me. Um. <laughs> like sparks from welding. Okay. Are just tiny heated metal particles flying off. Sure. Um, like if it like if it cools and lands out, you're never gonna know it because it's so small. It's but you can tiny. see it because it gets yeah. so bright and it shows off so much energy. Okay. Um, and it also shoots off so much energy it like burns itself out. Got it. Of. Got it. Um, and waves are transfers of energy, like sound waves, radio waves. If you can think, like they have frequency. Sure. And stuff like this. I know this. So they don't, they have little or no mass. Okay. It's like, you know, they're, they're just moving. They're, they're moving. Mo- and it's, it. it's like transfer of energy. Okay. Type thing. So, 
1801, Thomas Young did the first, there's, there's a lot of modern versions and high-tech versions of the double slit experiment, but in 1801, Thomas Young did the first one. And the real, real basics of it is if you shine something like a laser at a plate and there's two vertical slits, okay, um, like two vertical thin lines, there, if you put a plate behind that, um, you will get this, you'll get, um, like the light waves will interfere with each other, kind of like waves in a pool. Okay. And you'll get this like wave of, instead of one solid laser light at the other side, uh-huh. you'll get like this band of light and dark, like okay. you get from waves being shot through there. Okay. So it's that like, kind of makes sense. If you can see it, if you have two, if you have two narrow things and you like in a wave pool uh-huh. and you hit like a wave hits that, you would get like the multiple waves on the other side. Sure, you wouldn't just get the piece. That, exactly. Okay. They would. They would. They would sort of like reflect and bounce off each other. Okay. 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 I get it now. But at the same time, when you shoot this laser light through, you get this wave as of of. Of, of color bands hitting the wall, but at the same time, they're hitting that plate as distinctive parts okay. of little tiny particles hitting that wall. Okay. Little tiny. So because you're funneling things. it through, you would get, you would see. Yeah. The the, the preciseness versus just what we're and getting. So, out. And that's okay. the basic summary is you would get the behavior of them acting as waves. Okay. But you'd also have the individual pinpoints of them acting as particles. Oh, right on. Okay. So that's the whole concept of of matter can exist as both, like light can exist as both weight matter and as energy. Holy farts! Yeah. Okay. My brain is full. Like this, when I'm talking, when I learned this and stuff in physics class, like this was an entire like lecture. Yeah. Okay. With previous lecture material to understand I gotcha. That. So, oh. so our, my very faint grasp of it yes. is understandable. Okay, yeah. cool. I gotcha. So that's when she, when she says that matter can exist as both, that part's true. That's what she means. Okay. Yeah. And cool. so when I think when she was talking about something being out of phase is literally, in, and I can say this in sound waves because you're more familiar with yeah. it, is the the frequency, the, the highs and lows of that frequency, like if you take another one and you shift it, so at one yeah. point it's hitting high while the other one's hitting low. So they never run into each other. So they kind of cancel it's each like other out. It's like something's out of sync on your TV. Exactly. Like and they, and they, cancel, and they, they cancel each other out. Okay. And so um, that is, I'm going to cover is one of the ways that they're playing with creating something like acoustically invisible uh, okay. is canceling each other's frequency out. Cool. So Holy uh, moly. That's yes. your science according to Nixie. Oh, it's not done yet. <laughs> so well, specifically you come to invisibility and cloaking. Okay. So invisibility can take a few forms. What okay. we're what we're looking at in the TV show is visual, is is like visual invisibility. Okay. Um and and that's just like you can't visually see what's in front of you. Now, right. what I don't know in this is if they're completely invisible. Could you see a retu like on a temperature camera or something like this? Okay, got it. Like a um, heat sensor. Yeah, type because thing. a lot like of the predator. exactly like the predator. Got it. Okay, there's a the a lot of the pra- quote unquote practical. This does not necessarily exist yet. Um, okay. Applications of invisibility. You wouldn't be able to mask, um, like audible or like heat. Okay. So about this, it would just be visual. Right. So So in theory we would be able to hear mother. Yes. If she made sounds. Exactly. Okay. But Got I it. think they're talking they're diff- a different sci-fi version of invisibility. Okay. Cool. So what we do have some technology that can help us out. Like right now we do have what's called active camouflage and that uses it's a really complex system of cameras and displays. Okay. So it would be like if I we had like in this active camouflage shirt on, there would be another camera on the back that projects that image onto the front. Okay. So it's essentially so like become a reflection. Hole. Kind of becoming, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like a reflection. Okay. But it's looking behind me and not reflecting what's in front of me. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yes. Oh, so yeah. So the camera behind you basically becomes, it, it's, it's going to make you invisible yes. because it's like I'm just going to keep showing what's behind me exactly. the whole time. Exactly. So you I'm never here. Exactly. Okay, I got yeah, it. Yep. Holy crap, I got it. Yep. Okay. Um and so there's also currently uh, materials um which I'm going to cover there called meta materials okay. that can 
right now it's it's limited to microwaves, but can make something invisible to microwaves. Okay. And they're eventually hoping that they might be able to tweak it to be invisible to visible light as well. But visible light, the, the frequency and everything is so much smaller than microwaves, which okay. is much larger. Um, but, you know, basically if light can't be absorbed and can't be reflected by it, it would be invisible to our eyes. Yikes. Okay. So metamaterials is a material that is engineered to have a property not found in nature. Huh. You can create something with a real, like, microscopically small patterns and a size. Um, it would actually be smaller than specific wavelengths. So okay. wavelengths wouldn't be able to go through the fabric okay. and wouldn't be able to go to the other side. It's kind of like super black. Super black, yeah. Okay. Kind of like super, yeah. Okay. Um, in this way, you can create something that would would affect a specific part of the EM spectrum. Right now, what they effectively have is something that affects microwaves. Okay. And if they can get it down small enough, like, it's like order of magnitude smaller, it can okay. affect light waves. So, so basically spectrum. something that could suck up things that are so it's smaller than yes. okay. Yep. Um it can also affect sounds though too. Okay. Um and so metamaterials do a lot of other things. Everything from having optics built into them, they can help with medical devices, collect solar power, um you help make things earth earthquake proof like wow. because it's metamaterials not limited to affecting light waves. It really is anything that is engineered to have something not naturally. Got it. So that's why you can have this metamaterial concrete type thing that oh, wow. would that would um, have some uh, some property to it that would help counteract earthquakes. So basically, metamaterial would make things more adaptable. Yes. To whatever it comes into exactly. play with. Yep. Okay. Yep. Which would that, that would make sense because if you think of it in a really rough sense, things that are earthquake proof now, um, it's it's not that they are so strong that they won't break. It's yeah. that they can move with they can the move with it earthquake. And I actually oh, got it. This okay. me, I don't think this is a meta material, but speaking of earthquakes, I found I, I ran across a random thing on Facebook and it was really cool. And it was a it's a silverware. It's a spoon uh-huh. or fork that is um, designed for people who have hand tremors Okay. in order for them to be so able to eat. So it moves with it. It, yeah. it. There's a battery in it, and so you hold this base of it, and there's a battery, and it, it ends up, like, leveling out. It's kind of like having, like, a little gyroscope It's or a little, like, gyroscope, so it levels out the spoon or fork so it stays mostly still while they're handshaking okay. so they can eat on their so own. So it's that a, a same concept, just yeah. on a whole other level. On a, like, like on a single material type thing. Wow, yeah. okay. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. If you think of it, I, 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 this one, growing up in malls in California, yes, <laughs> malls in California, yes, I am that girl. But if you if you paid enough attention, sometimes you could feel the, the movement yeah. in the mall. It was the rollers or the whatever yeah. thing was that made things earthquake safe. Mm-hmm. It was like you were always slightly bouncing. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Now it all makes sense. There's, there's another way to try to create an invisibility cloak, and yeah. it would be bending the light around something. Okay. Like if you Just stick refracting a, light. If you stick a rock in a river, the river goes around that rock and meets up again. Yep. So it's like when you look at something, instead of what the act of camouflage is like having a camera show what's behind you, uh-huh. you would have some sort of material or something that would actually bend the light around something to merge this back together. This is so cool because it all goes back to the concept of adaptability. Exactly. Yes. And moving through things. Yes. Yes. Okay, I really dig this. So the one like, thing I want to touch, because I thought this was really cool and something you, I think, would be interested yeah. in. Um, so engineers at Duke a few years ago were able to create an acoustic cloak. Oh. They were able to hide an object from sound waves. Huh. So they it could use to be used to cloak um, things from sonar. And, okay. and th- so you have practical like practical applications there. But the practical application I thought you would appreciate okay. is you can use this in theaters and in concert halls. If you have uh, to put a beam or you have to put a structure in the middle of this otherwise acoustically pure sound right. room for structural reasons, yeah. you could put this acoustic cloak on this beam... And so, so that it doesn't mess it the sound up. It doesn't mess the it. sounds up. Right would, on. Acoustically, that beam would not be there. So you can create this acoustically pure. So theater. I could be watching Elvis Costello on stage, even though there's a beam there, yes. but I would hear it just as well as if I were on the other side exactly. of it. Exactly. Hell yes. 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 I dig this. <laughs> I feel like we need a high five or something. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I thought you'd appreciate that last I one. I dig this. <laughs> this is a really cool science section. I'm really excited. I hope 
hope you guys are excited too. My brain just made more wrinkles. Thank you for Wikipedia. Because um, <laughs> that was not something that I could have BS'd like <laughs> off the top of my head. So nice. Um, this was fun. Yay! So, but back to Stargate. Yes. In the briefing room, Hammond wants theories, suggestions, anything. Like, as he peeks, is looking through the computer yeah, yeah, with yeah. the blast hole in it. <laughs> Clearly, the Ritsu exist. Right. Um, but how do they deal with an invisible threat? Junior can sense the creature, but as Jack points out, limited helpfulness. Yeah, because I know it's around, but I can't tell you where. I can't pinpoint yeah. its location. Uh, and if the ghoul can sense them, maybe the Tok'ra can help. Hey. Sounds like a job for... Well, we sent Sam and Daniel use their Tolong communication <laughs> device to send the Tok'ra. And dun, then the gig activates, and it's a job for... Jacob! Jacob! Yay! Um, and two others... Tok'ra. And two others we could care Don't less matter. about. Yeah, Sam's dad is here. A brief hug for Sam, and they're like, actually, we need... It's nice to see you, Dad. We need Selmak. Yeah. And then he's like, Selmak, Selmak, Selmak. Yeah, that's all But He's like, <laughs> Jan Brady all of a sudden. We miss you. Nice to see you. Selmak, please. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, have you heard of a Ritu? And Selmak is like, Tok'ra Kree! Yeah. And like, sends his minions back to go wherever they came from to <laughs> warn like people. The keyword. I need to remember to use Tok'ra Kree more often. Tok'ra Kree! Tok'ra Kree! Jaffa Kree! <laughs> um, so in the infirmary, Charlie wakes up and is tired, and he throws out a For Crying Out Loud. Yes. This was my favorite For Crying Out Loud of the day. <laughs> Good job, kid. Way to pick up on the fun stuff. Uh, and he, he senses the symbiote and Jacob and flips out a bit while Jack comforts him and Jacob is in major headache mode Mm -hmm. in the hallway. He confirms that yes, there's a Ritu in there Mm -hmm. and his minion brings back some sort of gun thing that would apparently help illuminate the Ritu. So they start skiing the room and they find a bug creature standing in the back. Yeah. Charlie stands up to defend his mother. Don't fire. Uh, she's insane. I think it's Sam's like, if they wanted to, if she wanted to hurt us, she would have done that a long time That's ago. That's made a solid point, Sam. Very yes. solid point. So Jack apologizes to Charlie for doubting him. Mm-hmm. And Charlie's like, what, do you think I was making this shit up? Yeah, what do you think? I'm just a liar because I'm a kid. But yeah, this was the part where I was like, this looks a lot like the prawns in Dr- District 9, but then you made a better observation. Yes. And I, I have it later. <laughs> okay. I have the better, obs- the better movie but correlation we will save later. it. This is just a teaser. Uh, because there's a scene later that I feel hits it more on the nose. Uh, and <laughs> no, Jack- I want to eat shrimp. <laughs> I always want to eat shrimp. And uh, Jack ensures Charlie that no one's going to hurt them. Mm-hmm. Both of them will be saved. Sure. So in the conference room, Jack wants to know, like, how that thing is the kid's mom. And yeah. Janet's like, well, you just need some human DNA mm-hmm. and you can make him in a lab. Basically, she cooked him up and said, yep. I am your mom. Yep. yep. Yeah. It's uh, kind of like a little, like the AI, like Haley Joel Osment in it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, he's just looking for yep. his mother. And he could have, is most likely genetically engineered to see the Ritu. Got it. And But genetically engineering a human is a very precise. And any change in one set of genes to allow him to see the Ritu could have inadvertently affected the rest of his health. Yeah. Which is why he's So basically Mama broken. Frankenstein made a monster. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Gotcha. In the meantime... They're at a strategic disadvantage, though, because the Ritu can see us, but mm-hmm. Re can't see them. And Jacob's like, well, the Ritu are actually a fairly peaceful race, mm-hmm. and the ghoul just wiped them out because they were a possible threat. Yeah. Um, they developed a way to expose the Ritu, uh, which the Tok'ra then ripped off a version of. Those are these T-E-R guns. Okay. I forget. I wrote down the long name that he said stands for T-E-R. But That's okay. I like T-E-R guns. Yes. It makes them visible, but you can also kill them. And nice. I went, you just said they're a peaceful race, so why did you develop something that could kill them. also kill them? Well, really, so didn't the uh, gold develop them? Well, we don't... They said they they developed, like, it sounded like the ghoul developed a large-scale way okay. to visualize them it's, and they kind of stole it and hijacked it into this compact handheld device. Gotcha. Okay. Um, so basically, the Toker are always at the ready to kill things. Yes. I guess, I mean, there is a seed of them that is similar to the gold. There, There is. So you and they I would can, have this sort of I can streak. also understand that they're like always on the run and just always not defensive. Yeah. So I can kind of see it where it's like 
We're gonna, we don't want to use this, but just in case somehow the ghouls figure out how to take so you as a host. In a lot of ways, the Tok'ra are a lot like these Ritu rebels. They're yes. like, we're a faction of this. Yes. They're just kind of like the yin to its yang. Yes. They're the opposite side of exactly. it. Exactly. Got it. So Jack does ask a favor. Don't kill this Ritu. Yes, we I like this one. Kid. This is Mama. And we get a very weird commercial cut here. <laughs> and I'm thinking like HBO yeah. didn't really have commercials. So I think they just had to find a place for this yeah, commercial. Like, uh, yeah, just fuck it. Just stop now. Yeah, stop now. Stop we now. went too long. <laughs> this was like live TV. Yeah. Like sometimes when you're like, oh shit, this story went way over. Go to break. Go cut, to break. Cut. And go to break. And your poor anchor is like, we're going to go to break now. And no coming up. Just see ya. See you in two minutes. So Jacob <laughs> explains that the Ritu rebels are kind of like terrorists here on Earth. Topical. Hey. Um, they could do a so lot of... close to home. I know. They could do a lot of damage. Uh, normally, they work in small groups of five suicide infiltrators. They sneak in, mm. split up, plant explosives, trying to maximize damage before they're detected. Yeah. Wow. Topical. Gulp. Giant um, audible gulp here. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Uh, and normally, they attack the ghoul, though, uh, and uh-huh. not humans. Sam fills Jacob in on the whole kill all hosts plan, and he's like, shit. Yeah, this is no good. Yeah. So they can't come through the iris. Even though they're cloaked, they can't through the iris any more than we can. Like, Mm -hmm. they can't, you know, magically get through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But Earth weapons aren't really as effective as the TERs are, but they can slow them down because they can, like, interact with our stuff. So the bullets can at least slow them down. Yeah. Even with the TERs, though, it's going to be hard to get them. The best weapon is advanced intel. Okay. So they're like, well, mom, mother might know where they are. Sure. Their, you know, planet that they're gathering. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so heading to their staging planet would be risky, but it's possible with the TERs. Time to gather some intel. Okay. So in the infirmary, Charlie is crying. Yeah. Even though Mother said not to cry and that boys on Earth don't cry, which is <laughs> yeah. bullshit, as Jack points out. Yeah, I love Jack's, like, I want this on a list somewhere. Yeah. Like, Jack's top ten reasons why it's okay to cry. One, your mom's gone. No, Two, no, or- that was number, let's see. That's true, he's going backwards, so yeah. that's like ten. So Charlie says that his mom, uh, like... Charlie said his mom is leaving, and Jack's yeah. like, well, that's number six that's on the right. list. Yeah, he does Mom backwards. says she's leaving. Number yeah. five is mom says she's leaving, like, now. Yeah. Number four is mom already left. He yeah. goes, number three is a huge one, one of the most important on the list, and then Charlie interrupts him. And yeah. I was like, well, what's number what's three? three? Is it that we're out of ice cream? Because that would make me cry. Is that number one, though? Oh, God, that could be number one. The out of we ice cream could be number one. out of ice cream. <laughs> so, Charlie... Oh, we're not getting a puppy. Oh. Could be the other one. That, that might be number three. Yeah. That one's said that's... you, boyfriend Jesse. <laughs> I want a puppy. Puppy. <laughs> um, Charlie says that she's leaving once she tells, you know, Jack and everyone all, everything that she can to help. Yeah. She's going to leave Charlie here with his own kind. And Jack's like, well, that's probably a good plan. Yeah. Um, but, and Charlie, he's like, Charlie's like, I belong here with you, Jack. And Jack's like, right. Yeah. Um, before she leaves, yeah. does she know where to find the Ritu? Yeah. And they're like, yeah, she'll give them a dress. And Charlie then asks <laughs> if he can be Jack's son for a while. Hey, that's a tough thing to um, say. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, you don't want that, Charlie. You don't yeah. want He's like, yeah, I do. All of my sons die. Yeah, I do. Yeah. He was like, um... Yeah, let's deal with the Ritu, and then we'll talk about that later. Yeah, Jack just has this flashback to his actual son, and then Sharae's <laughs> brother, and she's like, this is uh, bad signs for you, kid. But I was like, hey, kid, here's the thing you're going to learn about being kid on Earth. We'll talk about that later means no. Yeah, that's... <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. No. Means no. It means, fuck you, Mom, I figured this out. We'll see is no, we're not going to see. We're never going to see anything. That means we don't get to go to Disneyland. I know, Kaylee. She gets the we'll see every now and then, too. <laughs> she Actually, I looked over. She barked while she has her nose in her butcher bone getting the marrow out Yeah, of it. she's talking to it. She's like, yeah. I'm coming for you, buddy. Um, so in the gate room, they send a melp with a TER attached to it, and there's tons of troops in this room ready to go through, which Jacob thinks is overkill. And mm. I was like, he's like, there's only five to ten Ritu at the most. And I was hey. like, I actually think 
that this is not too many people for five to ten terrorists. There should be like four times this many for five to ten terrorists. You would like more than one or two per terrorist. Uh Uh-huh. Well, yeah. I mean... As fucked up as that sounds, that's true. Exactly. Because the key is not just to kill them all. The key is to get rid of them all without taking any casualties of your own. Yeah. So, Hammond's like... So, basically, Richie don't know what they're doing. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And Hammond uh, doesn't want to take any chances, though. Jack is in charge. He reminds them to... He reminds Jack that this is recon only. Do not engage. Yes. And Jack's like, you can't really engage. You can't see. That's true. Truth, uh, and they form up and run through the gate, and they like huddle. They like make this little diamond around each person who has a ter. It's kind of cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like they know what they're doing or something. Almost, on, almost on Star Tween. Yes, the, uh, <laughs> we're back to Star Tween. Back to Star Tween. Uh, the Toker scan the area, and Jack picks up the Melps ter. They mm-hmm. don't see anything, so instead of they're gonna go off and do some snooping around, mm-hmm. they leave some people at the gate. Jack has a team that runs off, and it doesn't take long before Teal and Jacob are, like, crumbling to the ground in pain. Yeah. There's Ritu over there over the ridge, and they climb up, and they point the TRs, and there's more than five to ten to them. It is literally a scene from Starship Troopers. Yes. There's all of the Ritu. It's Um, just all the bugs. I'm waiting for Neil Patrick Harris to come out as he's dissecting one. Come save us. Yeah. NPH, where are you? (laughs) (laughs) Um... When there, there's clearly like a hunt, like 200 of these guys down yeah, here, and they're like yeah. fighting among themselves. And here's my question because we see the the TR sort of illuminating them in these big like globes. Can mm. the Ritu see that they're being illuminated visible to us? Huh. Oh. Because to me, if you're looking and all of a sudden you see other people looking shiny or something, you're like, hey, there's someone over there. Let's go get them. Well, oh. That's true. I don't know. Yeah. Is it like a light to them? You know, maybe to us it's a light, but to them, they're so far advanced that maybe it's not a thing. And that's what that would then. Maybe it's like a shadow or like a thing in your peripheral. It's like the thing that you go, was that something? Did you guys see that? Also, is this just like a giant like battle group for them? Because if, if these people, if these Ritu are advanced enough to create a human, Mm -hmm. you would think that there would be, like, tents, shelter, a command base, and not just 200 Ritu fighting each other in a gladiator pit to the death. Yeah, there's something going... Yeah, maybe they can sense that they're being illuminated, but the shit, they've got bigger fish to fry. Maybe. So that's how I'm going to take this. Like, maybe they can, but they've just not focused on that because they've got other things to do. Maybe. If they were just hanging out on the couch watching TV, they'd be like, what's that? There's fucking humans in here lighting the (laughs) fire. Somebody get them. (laughs) So back in the brief room, the threat assessment is high, would you say? Yeah. They're pretty confident that none came through the gate with them, though. That's um, never a good sign. Never be that confident about anything. No. Yeah. Uh, and to stop them from being able to open the iris anymore, Sam says that they are going to install palm scanners to, for the iris controls. Okay. Um, and I love, there's this pan shot in here uh-huh. I love because there's one and each character has like a, a super short response and they literally start on one and then flip to the other, and then like down the line, yeah. the camera just pans between them and stops while they say this little short quip, and it yeah, kind yeah. of makes me laugh. And I do like, I, do, I like, I like Sam's logic here. She's yeah. like, "Well, we're gonna inta- install palm scanners because they don't have pumps, right? It's they like, don't. That's that's simple, right? <laughs> that's how that works. Well, it's also I can not just palm scanner, but like you can then lock it down to only certain palms. Like, yeah, okay, yeah, all right. That's uh, kind of shady. Like sometimes we don't have labs. Yeah. But those are but, mobile. But like I said, this actually does, to me, this does make sense. Because okay. you have certain other things that it's locked. You can't just swipe a card okay, that fair. you can steal. It's like an iris or a palm scanner. Okay, that's true. Like, I can have my phone locked down so that only certain fingers can open it. Fair. So the I iris like simply okay. has current <laughs> iPhone technology. Yeah. I just like how she just kind of was off. So she's like, well, they don't have palms. So, palm scanners. It's like, okay, there's more to it than that. Yes. But yes. Yes, so palm scanners will work, but not just because they don't have palms. Yes. Yeah. So, in the control room, Sam is installing said palm scanner. Uh, yeah. And as she tests it, Teal'c and the random Tok'ra are hit by the Ritu headache. Yeah. Uh, and she confirms that um, on a phone that Mother is there with them and Charlie, so therefore uh-huh. they have a stowaway Ritu. Yeah. The minion Tok'ra starts scanning the room with his TER, and when he finds the 
the Ritsu, it hits the minion with a blue energy ball and he flies the control room's window dead. Yeah. Tilk then dives for the TR, grabs it as he dodges the next blue plasma ball, fires. Tilk and he's a badass. Yes. And explodes the Ritsu. Mm Mm-hmm. So in the hallway, Jacob, Hammond, and Jack are walking. Jacob is scanning as he goes and starts doubling over, hands the TR to Jack. There's four of them at the end of the hallway, which fire as the three of them dive away. Yes. So now uh, they're detected. Uh, They're going to try to get out of the base, Jacob says, and start messing things up. They have these really small explosives that are as powerful as small nukes. So we're basically right now in a a blind gunfight. Yes, a blind gunfight. Got it. Um... And in the armory, Sam says that they've dimmed the lights, so the contrast of the TER shows up better. Okay. Um, also, just to make it that much more dramatic. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, this is a really intense gunfight. Let's turn the lights out. Exactly. Let's make this more intense. Um, and they've locked down the base, so they can't get out. They're going to try to corral them, and Jack mm-hmm. hands out assignments. It's like, person we know, person we know, red shirt. I understand the reference <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty much here. And you're gonna die, and, and you're gonna, gonna die, die, and you're gonna, gonna die. die. <laughs> so we see them clean the hallways, closing doors behind them as they go. Uh, as Jacob turns a corridor, fi- Ritu uh, fires at him immediately. As Jack and Daniel clear a corridor, Daniel asks, What happens if they come through the door behind them? Which yeah. freaks Jack out. <laughs> And he turns around and he's like, don't say that. And That's he turns back and there's two Ritu in front of him. Shit, shit, Jack yeah. explodes one. The other one gets the red shirt. Yeah. And we see the red shirt burn mark perfect outline. It's the, like the old school chalk outline. Yeah, yeah. But with burn <laughs> on the wall as he falls. Thanks, Daniel. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Did a good job, buddy. Thanks, Daniel. Way to fuck this up. In the corridor, the same corridor, probably, really. Yeah. Only so many sets. Uh, <laughs> Sam and Jacob turn the corner, like, on their knees and a shot grazes Jacob's arm, kills their red shirt, yeah. uh, and Jacob tosses his TER to Sam and tells her to go get the damn thing as its arm smokes, and Selmec then growls at her to go. Yeah. And as she does, I think the red shirt is actually still in the fire in the background. <laughs> well, I do like this part because she's like, so I think this is a part where, where Jacob goes, go, Selmec will take care of yes. me. And she's yes. like, oh, and he's like, Selmec's like, dude, I'm taking care of this. Yes, I know. Selmec's like, go. Yeah. <laughs> I can understand Sam's hesitation. Yeah. But it's like, Sam, he's cured him of cancer. Exactly. I think we'll be okay here. I think he'll be fine with a little burning shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and so it's in the elevator and the elevator door keeps opening and closing and she sneaks up and it fires at her while the door's open. She fires back and hits the closed doors and then she takes a grenade, pulls the pins out, times it up, she bounces the grenade off the table into the elevator <laughs> yeah. as the doors open She'd and explodes. really fun at carnival games. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> as the doors close again, it explodes. Yeah. And when it opens back up, she sneaks up and you see this like, it's like a Dalek arm kind of like coming out and then she just explodes it. She's like, nope, we're gonna kill this. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want to take Sam with me to the carnival and be like, win me that. Win me that giant thing. things. Giant thing. You're good at shooting things and you're you're good at timing things. Yep. Wouldn't be that giant fluffy thing yeah. and a goldfish that's gonna it's die. So <laughs> it's so fluffy, I'm gonna die. Uh, so Jack and Daniel are outside the infirmary and they have this comical little game of charades. Uh-huh. He's like, there's he's like, we're gonna go in on uh-huh. three. And Daniel's like, but there's people inside. And Jack's like, duh, stupid. Uh, yeah. On three. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and they they turn in, and I think. This whole scene is in slight slow-mo, which makes it more Maybe, dramatic. Yeah. Because they turn in. Well, I'm learning that Peter DeLuise is really good with the action oh, scenes. Yeah. So if yeah. it's a little bit slow-mo, I would oh, not be surprised. No, I will awesome. give this man credit for but, this. But like both of them look heroic. Because Daniel earlier was like, why do you give this man a gun? In this one, Daniel's like fucking Rambo. He's yeah. like, turn it in there as if he knows they exactly what he's doing. <laughs> he's like, looks amazing. Yeah. Like he knows. And then he's like, everyone hit the deck. You're like, where did Daniel get the thing around his head? Never mind. Never, <laughs> Never mind. mind. Just be badass now. So a Ritu <laughs> fires and knocks yeah. the TR out of Jack's hands. Yeah. Everyone uh, else starts firing. Yeah. Daniel picks up the TR. It's like an old bar brawl. Yes. But with Ritu. So then Mother kills the rebel. Yes. Daniel pans the TR over to see Mother, who you can see is like putting her hands up yes. almost. 
Daniel yells everyone not to shoot, and then another blue bolt comes and explodes Mother. Because somebody didn't listen to Daniel. Well, the rebel didn't listen to Daniel. Well, that's true. Uh, And then Charlie yells for Mother. Daniel pans the TR over and illuminates the last rebel and doesn't hesitate to shoot and fire and kill the last one. Back a badass. Meanwhile, Jack is on the ground hurting, (laughs) and he wants to count all five are dead. Uh, Jack wants to be sure there's no more. Sweep the base again, like, sure. four times. That's, yeah. Sweep it a hundred <laughs> times over because now I'm all freaked out and I'm yep. injured. Yeah. Uh, so Jack holds the gauze to his arm and hugs Charlie, who falls unconscious. He yeah. calls for Janet to help. They get him back on the bed. His pulse is weak. He has two major orderings about to fail. Jack's this like, poor kid has been through the ringer. Yeah, and Jack's like, well, fix it. Do something. Yeah. All this fancy equipment on here, he's just a kid. Yeah. Um, and Janet interrupts him and is like, look, I'm sorry, but there's ju- there's literally nothing more I could do. Yeah, I'm done. I'm um, only a human. I'm, and, a, I'm yeah. a doctor. Um, and that's when Selmak conveniently comes on in and goes, well, we can take him. Yeah. He's young, but a symbiote can teach him and he'll grow up with the advantages of great wisdom brings. I feel like there's a parable there about yeah. growing up with that much wisdom and how it may not necessarily be the best thing. No. Yeah. Um, the key word to Jack is grow up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and Janet's pretty sure the Toker are the only way that's going to happen. Yeah. He can grow at all. Yeah. So in the gate room, Jacob tells Sam to keep the TERs. We're going to even send you more. Yeah, you're going to need this. This weapon that will only do for one species. Yeah. Um, Charlie this is... Very spe- it's like having the very specialized kitchen tool. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, here, this will only cut zucchini. Yeah. It's <laughs> No, I like it, the, the one that um, scrapes the avocado out. Yeah. It, yeah, the avocado oh, scraper tool. The banana slicer. Why is that necessary? The ba- if you have... You know what I've always thought is bananas are so hard to slice. Listen, if you haven't read the Amazon reviews for the banana slicer, <laughs> do yourself a favor because there might be one of my favorite things on the internet. Because one, do you often slice bananas? One. Two, are bananas very hard to slice? <laughs> Three, fuck off, banana slicer. (laughs) The end. (laughs) But I just love the reviews because they're like, I've always had so much difficulty cutting my bananas. (laughs) The banana slicer made my life easier. (laughs) Does anybody even? Yeah. Yeah. They're like all with the reviews. They're all bullshit. They're the most amazing things in the world. (laughs) Best troll. This is what the internet's made for. Trolling banana slicers. Done. Um, anyway, so Charlie's crying, and Jack ensures him that, you know, saying goodbye to a new friend is another rule for why yeah. he's allowed to cry. Yeah. And Charlie wants to stay with him, and Jack's like, yeah, I'll come visit. Yeah. And you'll come visit. How about, yeah. We'll no. do that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Selmec uh, warns that the Ritu are guyful creatures, and I was like, you just said they're peaceful people earlier in this yeah, episode. Yeah, make up your mind. And they're at a disadvantage for not being able to sense them like uh, the Tok'ra or Teal Ken. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Mr. Obvious. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. And everyone says goodbye, and they head off through the gate. And I, one thing I noticed is that Jacob still wears a wedding ring. Oh, I wasn't paying attention to when that. When he held his hand out for Charlie, I noticed a wedding ring. Oh, well, that's a sweet thing, I it guess. Is. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. Uh, maybe closure is necessary here. I don't know. Never know. Yeah, that's true. Um, or maybe he's remarried. Ooh. Ooh. Since he's joined the Tokra? Yeah, I mean, maybe he found himself a nice little Tokra lady. Maybe. Who knows? Anything's possible. Anything. <laughs> uh, maybe he's bringing because he's married to Selmak now? I don't oh, know. That'd that be would weird. be weird. No, that's weird because... I'm because, married to myself? Yeah, no, no. No, never mind. I take that back. <laughs> don't do that. I, like, as so soon remember, as that came out of my mouth, I was like, Remember there was nope, a thing? Nope, remember there was a thing that women were doing that? They were yeah. having weddings with yes. themselves? That's weird. No, that shit still happens. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna... I saw an I'm gonna have an opinion on this. Yeah, no, I know we don't have a lot of opinions. That's weird. Yeah, no. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> um... So does You're this... taking self-love too far. <laughs> I am all for taking care of yourself and, and, and putting yes. yourself as number one. Yes, this is true. Weddings but, to yourself, but don't do it. Don't do that. Waste of fucking money. Go buy so, yourself something cool. So, um, <laughs> would this go on your top five for the season? This is a good episode. 
but and and um I guess it is important to meet the retro, but we do need to meet a lot of races. Yeah. But um, it does not make my top five. No, it doesn't. It doesn't make mine either. Yeah, it's, no. It's cool as it is. Uh, another, you know, another sad kid. Another sad kid for Jack to to feel feelings about. I will tell you that the next episode is going to go in my top five. Is it? Yeah. I'm so excited. You've been talking the this next one episode up for a while. Is 1969. I'm already in. Yeah. I, I did see the title because Hulu does the up yeah. next. Yeah. I'm going to play this, and it threatens to play things at yeah. you. Yeah. And I'm like, stop no, it, Hulu. Stop it, stop it. I don't want to watch this yet. The 60s are one of my favorite times. Yes. I took an entire history class in college for it. You're going to love this episode so much. Okay. Yes. By the numbers, we have two more for Crying Out Louds. Boom. Which not even all by Jack, so that brings us up to 23. Nice. Um, and we can have our new count for uh, Peter Delaby's cameos. Nice. Is this our first one? one? We're yeah. done. Yeah. And we're retroactively adding the one indeed from I'm last episode. It. And one indeed count. One indeed count. So yay, let's celebrate two new counts. Two new by counts. By finishing coffee by and finishing now we'll get a coffee, coffee gremlin. Done. <laughs> um, so yeah. As I said, uh, the next episode is 1969. Awesome. Uh, I am not even going to hide the fact that this is one of my favorite episodes <laughs> of the series, of not ever? just of this season. Nice. Uh, because I love this episode. Sweet. We'll see you guys next week. Yes. With uh, 1969. 1969. Thanks for listening. Uh, you know where to find us? On Twitter, we're at Tara Podcast. On Facebook, we're at There's No Place Like Tara. Or you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, and as always, please, if you take the time to rate and review us on iTunes, we will forever give you internet hugs, and it helps us a lot getting new listeners. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. We'll, we'll see you guys next week with 1969, and now I'm going to make a 60s playlist Okay. of all the things. Okay. You should, you, should, you should actually make a 60s ultimate, your ultimate 60s playlist, and we can post oh, it. Oh, hell yes. Post. It's going to, oh my God, it's going to have the zombies on there. Wait, are the zombies <laughs> the right decade? Okay. Uh, yeah, no, there probably are. I don't know. Okay, let's time to say goodbye. Okay. Bye, everyone. <laughs> Bye. Hey, guys. It's, uh, it's Nixie here in the... Future according to Stargate spoiler section. I try to make it exciting because I don't necessarily have a ton of spoilers, but they're cut, you know. I didn't want to say it in the middle of the podcast uh, because Grace definitely, I think, has the idea that we're going to see Charlie and the Ritu again, that they're going to start to become players. And clearly, no, we just never see them or hear from them, either one of them, ever again. Never use the TDRs. Uh, I think it would have been really cool uh, if we had seen Charlie again in five years and, you know, we see what growing up with uh, Tok'ra, you know, does for him. This is a rare show where you can say you can have a character come back after five years, but we just never do. We never hear that Charlie is okay. We never even hear that he lives. We never hear, you know, it's just kind of done <laughs> um which is kind of a bummer i think even if you didn't bring the re back i think charlie could have been a really cool recurring character nope um so i just that's i didn't want to burst the bubble there in the middle of the podcast save that for the spoiler section um but yeah it's it's hard when when grace has this premonition that we're gonna see these people again or something's gonna become a regular thing and now that's just dropped dropped plot line so um that's really the only thing i had for the spoiler section today uh i'll see you next week for 1969 again one of my favorite episodes because it's ridiculous all right i'll see you next week bye